In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey, dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clay Lake today? You bet we can. All right. Just wanted to say I'm back. And I just want to clear up for our, our listeners that um, I wasn't on the last podcast. It was uh, Dude and Justin, and they had an amazing game. And it had nothing to do with 24 hours that Dude and I weren't speaking. So I just want to clear all that up that uh, there's none of that drama involved with me not being at the podcast. In that particular session. Exactly. Okay. So future podcasts may have something to do with it, but not that one. Exactly. Yes, you never know. <laughs> okay. We haven't played a game yet, so we don't have any 24-hour issues right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just clear that, up, clear that up before we even get started. Okay. Nicely done. Uh, anything else we need to clear up before we go? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so this podcast, and I know we're on a roll. Uh, we had a bit of a break there I guess two weeks ago now, um, but uh, Dude and I are really just firing on all cylinders right now, uh, and it just so happens that our schedule allows us at the moment to do all these recordings, so uh, as they say in the blacksmith business, strike while the iron is hot, so that's what we're up to. And uh, today's podcast, I always put it out there, like if people want to hear particular topics, let us know. And uh, our dear friend Ray of Low Hanging Fruit uh, recently said, hey, why don't you guys talk about lore? And uh, thanks, Ray, because we, now we had to do a bunch of homework. I actually had to read my book. And I know I've mentioned this in previous podcasts that, you know, we should read the book back to back, just like Michael does. And I had only read bits, you know, a few pages here and there, but... Um, what I found interesting about my lore, and I just want to start with Krandus and Karazai, is that before I even read the lore, I played them like their lore. <laughs> and it's really interesting. So we'll get into a bit more of that uh, further Con in. Convergent evolution. Um, yes, so I had to do um, some reading. Uh, I think I probably had a bit of a leg up on you. But, you know, in regards to Age of Sigmar lore in general, uh I would say I was much more familiar with the world that was. Um, so before before there was Age of Sigmar, there was a game called, and I'm, I'm explaining this to Roma, not to the audience. Who may, you may be familiar. There was a game called Warhammer Fantasy Battle. And so many of these, many of these armies were on that world. But in something called the End Times, Archeon blew it up. Blew that world up and Things just, and everybody thought that was the end of the game. That was the end of games workshops, fantasy. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was only, I forget how long the gap was, but eventually they came out with Age of Sigmar. And Age of Sigmar 1 was a bit of a train wreck. I think we've talked about that earlier. Yes. It was an, and I think I'm being generous, an unmitigated shit show, I think, is closer to the description. And I didn't really care about the fluff because the fluff didn't make sense. I didn't really care what they'd done with the universe. It didn't make sense to me. Um, 
the realms, the eight realms were these infinitely vast, but still managed somehow to fit on a, you know, eight by 11 and a half by eight piece of paper for the most part. Like I didn't get it. it. You didn't connect. And I I didn't connect. Mm -hmm. So I've never read, um, this is in the boast, but it's transparent for transparency purposes. I've never read a Age of Sigmar novel. Um, although I do want to get that one that recently came out for Andrasta, but I've never read a novel. Uh, and I'm only just sort of picked it up by accident for the most part, um, up until I really started doing some digging over the last couple of days. So lore in Age of Sigmar has not been my strong suit. Okay. Well, I just um, wanted to say that a lot of things are starting to make sense for me after reading the lore uh, with Krondus and Karazai. And it's really interesting. Which is funny because it makes less sense for me, but that's probably what we're going to get get into. Right. Um, and f- if folks really want to get down in the lore, there's a Realm uh, podcast that I listen to called The Mortal Realms. Uh, those guys are hardcore lore junkies. I would strongly encourage you to give that podcast a whirl. Uh, also, We're just going to talk fluffy lore. Well, we're going to talk about what interests us. Yes, exactly. But if you want to really get into the weeds, uh, Mortal Realms and Age of uh, of AOS Coach recently did a YouTube video on uh, kind of an overview of Age of Sigmar lore. And it's not very long, but it's a really good listen because he sort of touches lightly on a bunch of stuff. So those are two other, if you're lore junkies out there, resources you may want to get into. All right. But as for us... Okay, dude, what'd you learn? Let's get into it. So what I learned, so I'm just going to talk a few, a bit about the questions I had about Krondus and Karazai. And now after reading the lore, some of those questions have been answered. For example, why does Krondus have spell casting? Karazai doesn't. Uh, Their points, why does he have more attacks? You know, it just, you know, Krondus seems like the more responsible older brother. Karazai just seems like he's wild and just goes in and just wants to fight and kill. That's how I thought of them. So whenever I, I chose Krondus was, you know what, he seems, he comes across to me when I read his um, uh, War, Scroll? War Scroll as very responsible, you know, kind of leads the army, has his spell casting, his, um, his regalia, Fulmentaris. And when I think about Karazai, I think about, okay, he just, I just need to throw him in there to kill. And that's exactly how I treat him. So now that I've switched from Krondus, I play him differently. Krondus, I don't just throw in there in battle. I just kind of keep him back a little more like I'm leading. And then Karazai, he just comes in, and I just throw him in there, and he does a lot of damage and kills. And that's exactly what I found out from the lore. So I think it's funny that uh, you immediately went for those two, and you didn't do any reading on Andrasta. No, I didn't. I went for these two because they're my favorite right now. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's funny because Andrasta pulled you in, and we've we've talked about Andrasta how pulled me in, and now it's all about the dragons. I'll have to look and see if they were mentioned in a novel anywhere. I know, like I said, Andrasta's got her own, but right. Um, okay, so, so a little what what really captured you about their lore? Uh, I'm just going to read a couple of things that I pulled out from the lore as I was reading it. So. Uh, just the background with Krondus, um, he's... Just back up from the mic a bit. Okay. Ancient, once a ruler of the Draconith Empire and now father to a broken race, uh, Krondus is a relic of a time before the gods walked. Eons ago, he... Um, 
He presided over an empire of sorcerer drakes that spanned much of Gur, and he led his people to their highest peaks and then their shattering fall. And then there's this whole bit about Kragnos. Can you talk a bit about Kragnos? Um, he's a bastard. Yes, and then was he imprisoned? Uh, so I'm not a destruction player. Okay. And I'm really only familiar with the model, having had my ass kicked viciously by it at the last LVO. Um, I believe Kragnos was stuck in a mountain, and he is uh, a relic of a former time. Okay. So, <laughs> so yes, Kragnos is a big part of um, how Karazai got scarred. <laughs> and he... Um, Tell me a little bit about that. How he got scarred? Yeah. What, was, what happened between him and uh, Kragnos that he got all messed up? Okay, so so Karazai, just to give a little background about him, um, he's the Scarred Prince, a brooding shadow of his brother. He fought loyally beside Kronos in battle against the living earthquake, and he was struck by Kragnos' colossal mace. His horn snapped and scales hideously split. Okay, so that's interesting, because uh, I'm painting up um, dudes Karazai. Karazai at the moment. And I was I got to paint the putting paint down on that scarred section of his face, and I wanted to know what happened to him. Uh, like, was he burned by lightning? Oh, that's interesting. So that's what happened. And then, so if he got smushed in the head by a mace, right? Then I'm I'm not gonna go with like blackened, crisped flesh. Oh, but rather like a mushed up, pinky scar. Right. So that, that's, well, that's interesting. That that is really interesting. And then after Craig knows was imprisoned after his imprisonment Karazai launched a bloody crusade across the um, outer lands of Gur and other realms and this is interesting he doesn't lead Azerite armies as simply arriving on eve of battle and that's how I treat him and think of him even before reading the lore I just think of him as okay there he is he's just going in and fighting Daryl's um, you know his Drake or his, his undead guys yes yeah, you know, and that's a good point. I don't really just from the way you've played him. Yeah, I don't get this. He does. He's not a general. He's not a leader. He's just a, a dragon that likes to kick ass. Yep. And so that leads into um, his. So he sees his brother as a senile fool mirrored in the shame of retreat and his enemies as endless. So the predatory essence of Gur fuels this loathing, um, darkening the prince's once glorious form further and driving him to abandon his former love of spellcast and tear asunder the foe in outpouring of violence. I always wondered why he didn't have spellcasting, and now I know. And now I know why he has more tags and more rend and he just goes in and kills like this is just amazing it just feels like a lot of things just connected for me um the whys that's like the w-h-y yeah yeah yeah. uh that's interesting so i wonder if uh karazai because you know third has focused primarily on gur uh, and that's and the two dragons i believe were introduced at the beginning of third um part and parcel with being in gur uh, I wonder if they ever move to fight in another one of the realms, they will be, Karazai will be less effective. Sorry, Karazai will be less effective because he's not driven by Gurish rage all the time. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe he'll get a new war scroll for another realm. 
And then the opportunity did arose or arose for Crondus um, in Azur to restore his people with the forging of Stormcast. And so his mastery of Tempest Sorcery gave him the Regalia Fomenteris, which um, gives him the plus three to cast. So uh, now Crondi was somehow involved with the Slan, you were saying? Seraphon, yes. Or sorry, the Seraphon, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So what's that relationship? So he called upon the Seraphon and his um, and his brother by his side to fight. So do you want to include any Seraphon in your army now because of that relationship? I'm thinking about it, but he also fought alongside Bastion Carthalos, and they created a bit of a I got a connection sh- there. I don't know if I want to show, but I will show you um, some of the new Seraphon after this. And I think some of the new ar- the models are hot. I think that the lore makes it interesting for building lists in the future for when we play for fun, just to keep that interest in my army. Because quite honestly, I don't plan on moving away from Stormcast. There are just so many models and different combinations of lists that I just love playing. And I just want to get really, um, I just want to get deep with this army and learn a lot and then bring in the allies and follow some of the lore. I think it's quite interesting. Well, when, uh, so there you've got lore that explains why you might see Seraphon in a um, army with the dragons in it. So something to think about. You know, it's funny though, um, being new, there's a lot of things that the connections just hit and it's like those aha moments. And I've had a lot of those. It's like, oh, well, that's why this makes sense. Oh, okay. Like like I said before, I didn't even know Stormcast were around as long as they were. I thought they just came around when Andrasta came up. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know that Michael had played so Stormcast years ago. Did you look up the history of Stormcast at all? Like where did Stormcast come from? Uh, no, just in reading some of the lore. But the lore is quite interesting. And there's a lot of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I just, I'm enjoying reading it. I don't have time to read all of it, but because of my interest with the brothers, and I just found it related and interesting that I played them the way the lore has represented them. Are and I you wonder if that's, if they've done such an amazing job with the War Scrolls that you just think of them that way, and that's how you play them. I don't know. That's interesting. I'd like it's to possible. know how other people think of them. Um. Are you inspired to read more? Yes, <laughs> I am. Because um, I've I've always kind of wanted to get have a little bit deeper lore based conversations with you, but I've I'm aware that you're relatively new to the game and you're busy focusing on getting good at the game and you ha- and you haven't spent a ton of time on the lore. So I am kind of excited now that you're getting into that other aspect. So in addition to nerding out on list building. We may uh, start to nerd out on lore uh, in the near future. Yes, that's actually pretty exciting. And for me, the lore doesn't make sense until I play the army, play my list, and try to look at their connections. Really? So you want to play? You want to play with the models first, and then deal with look yes. at the lore? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's how I. That's why I haven't. I just read it, and I, I didn't even realize there was a whole section on Bastion Carthalos when I opened the book. I just liked him because <laughs> I liked his war scroll. And so now I'm reading about, you know, I've kind of read maybe a paragraph or two on him. And I thought, oh, well, that's pretty interesting. Huh. And then I did read Andrasta's lore a little bit. 
uh, for my path to glory. And then I created my own story with that. Um, yeah, your little yeah. romance love fanfic. Triangle. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. But yeah, I have to play them, and then I'm interested in reading about them. But I think that now that I've read about the brothers, I think that that's piqued my curiosity to read about the others. Good, 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 good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is fun. Uh, I am curious. Just a second before you get in there. Sorry. You know how I jump around. Yes. Um, you I do. are painting my Karazai. Yes, I am. And he looks amazing so far. Thank you. Y yeah. Um, Ray, I think it was. I don't know who's. It's so tough to keep track of all the people throwing shade at me in our local uh, chat group. But uh, yes, I am diligently working on. I'm actually really enjoying painting that because I'm slap chopping this one. I airbrushed uh, Krondis, mm -hmm. but I'm slap chopping, um, at least to get the base colors down, Karazai. Um, and I'm very happy with it so far. Still not totally sure on but what I've got so far, I'm quite happy with. So Yes, so I just wanted to thank you for that. And I also wanted to mention that I was able to glue some little tufts of grass and flowers on the bases of my Dracolines, my Lord Arcanum on a Griff Charger, and my Fulminators. Fulminators, I didn't give them roses. I just gave them the tufts. So do we, is this like hashtag let Roma I'm doing turf? it, yes. Let okay. Roma turf, Roma has turfed. Okay. Yeah. Just it, want to throw all that in there. Yeah, no, and yeah. that we, um, so when I wrote Roma, we bought a bunch of tufts at LVO last year, very spacing materials, and A, she wouldn't believe me when I handed her the three packages. I said, here, use these. And she's like, no, I think you've got more stashed away. And she started picking through my, <laughs> my hobby drawer. I'm like, dude, just no. I saw your stash. And you know what else? is that you told me I was only allowed to use one little piece of tuft. I thought, are you kidding me? You have two on no, your bases. No, I don't. On that one there with the skulls? You've got two on that one, dude. You seriously do on your Varengard. I'll pull it over right now if you okay. want evidence. Yeah, but that's only one that has two. Doesn't matter. You had. Yeah, but you you're like, you're like putting six tufts on a base. Doesn't matter. The base looks really pretty. <laughs> and I love <laughs> it. And I've put on a few flowers yeah, and like the tufts. Yeah, like six tufts of grass. I'm like, oh, that's... Only on a couple of them, but they That's, look amazing. All and that grass is I lovely. Love I love what you're doing with that. Yes, so and once Roma starts gluing, Roma starts gluing. We're going to have to monetize this podcast just to pay for Roma's uh, tufting oh supplies. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. Anyways, so I did find his stash, but his stash was a little too dark for my models, so I just chose That's, the I bought all those tuft. pink and purple roses for you. I know, but I like the light color tuft, which oh, I did for use. The love but you got the two darker shades, so you can keep those. I'm fine with that. So anyways. Okay. Okay, so where were we? So we talked... Laura, that's the whole point <laughs> yes. of this podcast. So you were going to ask a question. You were curious about something. Uh, w so the, like the origin story of the Stormcast himself, like... I know Sigvald somehow involved, or not Sigvald, um, Sigmar's, too many Sigs in this. Uh, Sigmar's obviously involved in that somehow. The gaze of Sigmar. But I'm, I'm curious as to what, like, how they first developed. And I, I think the ongoing story of, um, and that's one of the lore bits that I like, is that um, the, as the Sig uh, Stormcast are reforged, they lose more and more of themselves. And, well, I think the animated series sort of 
I thought they were a little light with that, uh, the Black Talon series. Yeah. Um, like, oh, ha, 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 I have no memory. Whereas the book is a little, the, the fiction seems to be a bit darker with that. Oh, okay. That That's interesting. Um, that it's not just their memories, but they're losing sort of their humanity, uh, which I, you know, I think there's all sorts of places to go with that. And I was reading on a Twitter today, somebody proposed that Stormcast should get a dreadnought like automaton. What is that? A dreadnought from 40K, like these big walking robots, as um, some hero of the Stormcast has been reforged and they're like worried if he gets reforged one more time, he's going to snap and something bad's going to happen because he's really powerful. So they've encased him in some extra like walking like some mega suit of armor oh my god to ensure that he doesn't die but he's too valuable to just leave in his ear right but so they need him on the battlefield but they can't afford to have him die so they just armor him up and i thought that's a really cool idea yeah and you know what's funny is i have my two units of sequiturs one unit is shinier chrome than the other and I think of the shinier chrome as they just got reforged and they're just new on the battlefield. And my other one that isn't um, quite as shiny, the one that you painted some of the armor, um, it's a little more used They've looking. been on campaign a little longer. Yes, exactly. Um, can I talk about my fluff preference? Yes, I thought we'd just get to your fluff. I have a question, though, and I just had a little bit of an aha moment. So all those books that you read, those Warhammer books, are those all related to this lore? Which ones? Like the novels? More like, yeah. No, those are all 40K novels. Oh, I see. Okay. Because you is, said you haven't read anything with that. Uh, yeah, which is why my familiarity with 40K lore is so much more extensive. I've read okay, so many so more Okay, so all novels. those books. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. So let's but hear about you. But, you know, it's unfortunate because I often not accurately think there, are no, there aren't that many Age of Sigmar novels out there, but there are quite a few. So um, I don't want to, because I don't have any more space to store novels, but I would like to get some books and read them on the iPad. Oh, that's cool. And so I think that in book, I don't think I'm going to get done hardcover, but I might pick that up as an ebook somewhere. And I would like to read that as well. Yeah, I thought you might. So yes. maybe that's a, a joint purchase. Yeah, because like I mentioned before, I do have an Indrasta list that I want to start playing after this August tournament. Uh, so for lore that grabs me... Um, I don't know much about the age of myth, but I do like the fact because um, I like the fact that chaos won. At the end of the after the um, the world that was blew up, mm-hmm. and then there was the age of myth, and I like I said, I'm not too sure what happened in that, but then there was the age of chaos. Chaos won. Sig- Sigmar, uh, Sigmar was defeated, and all eight realms were a very unhappy place because chaos was triumphant and just turned all eight realms into hellish places to live full of like slavery and murder and like David's cows. Uh, no, like my slaves to darkness. Oh, those guys won. So the, the setting we're playing in now is, um, chaos hasn't lost by any stretch, but, the forces of order are have rallied enough that they are on the offensive now after a millennia of just enslavement and, and misery. Mm. I like that. I like the fact that for once 
the bad guy, well, maybe not once, I'm sure there's other examples of fiction where the bad guys won, but I really like the fact that Chaos did win, and it was awful. Um, and that, and I, I would like to see more of that desperate grittiness. I did think that the, the Black Talon did a decent job of, and some of the related fiction. Uh, there were a couple little short stories that came out just before they released a Harbinger book that I thought did a decent job of capturing um, just the shitty plight of humanity mm -hmm. in the Eight Realms. Uh, and I'm looking forward to read more about Cities of Sigmar when the new book comes out, because like, just the, the sad little trooper on the field against Gargants and you know, Dracolines with huge armored warriors on the back and like, and dragons. And like, what does the little dude with the dad bod, what chance does he possibly have? And they do have dad bods, they, I have to say. Yeah. They are not like, they don't look like Sigvald. They look like just podgy little dudes. They're out yes, there like trying to push chaos back. And I, I like that. And I'm really interested to see where they go with that fiction. Uh, but for the stuff that grabs me now, I do like the fact that Chaos won. Um, and I was reading up um, uh, a book that I'd had from second edition uh, focusing on Archeon, uh, talking about the eight points and huge battles that took place there. Uh, and that wasn't bad. Like, generally, I don't find the quality of the writing in the source books very good. Their novels, some of their novels are quite good. But I find the source book writing, like the the writing and the quality of the writing in the battle tomes, mid at best most of the time. But that book, um, it's right over there on the ground. I can't quite see the title, but I, I quite enjoyed. I enjoyed reading about um, the battle for all points. Um, but I was laughing because every character in that book, so they would talk about a, a gaunt summoner. Mm -hmm. They would talk about a chaos lord on a crack carcadac. And the way they would describe these guys, and, and GW is pretty famous for this, they would describe this 220-point lord as this unstoppable death machine who waded through, like, millions of bad guys. And, you know, he'd hold a whole breach against a, a breached wall against a night haunt, night haunt army on his own. And I'm like, really? Because that, that guy's died to six zombies before. Like, he's not You know what? I got to add something to that. Um when I was reading a bit of Andrasta's lore for my path to glory and how many monsters she's killed and how she's just so amazing in battle, I'm like, really? Who's playing her and where is she? And where is that Andrasta from the lore? Because I would love to take that Andrasta because that is not what she does for me. <laughs> so there is, there is sometimes a bit of a, a disconnect between um, the fiction uh and how incredibly powerful the heroes are and how yes. they actually perform. But I mean, I, because it's like, every, you know, everything's basically God the way they describe them in fiction. Whereas I'm like, uh, that's just my and rank even, and file leader. And even if you do the math, not your math that you do with uh, Conan, but if you actually do the math and say you, you know, you got everything, you had every single hit, like you were just so lucky with your dice and you just did it all. You're still not going to do that much. Yeah. No, I, he... Because then the person can still say... Like, there's still a lot more. My six-wound Gaunt Summoner with a six-up save is not going to accomplish the banana stuff that that Gaunt Summoner was doing in the fiction. But Kay. aside from that... Yeah. 
Um, I do like the look. Okay, so just to interrupt you again. When you read all of that, was that before you purchased the your models? No. Oh, okay. No, that so was you're reading. just reading this after. Oh, okay. but no, in general, like GW does that. Right. Like, okay. Um, in the so I was going to say, you didn't buy him because of that, did you? <laughs> no, <laughs> Not no, no. without reading the war scroll. Just like, hey, this guy sounds good. The math sounds good. Let's just get him. No. Okay. Um, though, um, quite famously in 40K, Warhammer 40K, space marines are touted as being these, you know, one space marine can take on a whole orc army and stuff. And no, they, they, they really can't. Um, they can take on five orcs, maybe. Um, so uh, uh, the same trend and tradition carries over into Age of Sigmar of sort of o- over-glorification of capacity. But nonetheless, um, um, I, I do like the darkness of the realms. I do like the nature of some of the realms, like Ulgu, the Shadow Realm. Uh, I can't wait till we hear more about that. And Is that another realm? Well, because there's eight, right? There's eight yes. plus all points. So what kind of armies are in that realm? Um, well, uh, there are a race of elves that we haven't seen yet. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Slanish, a lot of Slanish armies are in there. Oh, because, like the Keeper of Secrets. Uh, yeah, because um, Slanish the God is chained between... Um, the realm of light and the realm of darkness. And so lots of the Seekers, sub-faction of Slanish, has got a whiff that um, Slanish might be found somewhere. So there's lots of Slanish forces in Ulgu. Uh, the Corvus Cabal, so, you know, my thing with crows, uh, they come from there. And I've heard rumors that 4th edition may be set there. Oh, and have Skaven in the box set. Wow. Was it? Yeah. Well, Skaven, Skaven and Stormcast for sure. I can't can't remember that if it was. Uh, maybe that was Des wish listing that it was going to be Olgu. Anyways. Um. But yeah, I like that realm. The realm of metal. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. Shamon. Um. That sounds really interesting. That's where Zinch hangs out. Oh, cool. Um. I don't love the Nurgle. Nurgle hangs out primarily in the realm of life, and I get it. Makes sense. Um, but the whole tr- Nurgle trying to decay the realm of life and uh, Alariel and the Sylvaneth forces trying to counter that. I don't know. I think that was some early first edition slash second edition fluff that I did mm-hmm. lore that I didn't really like, so it's kind of, I think, un- perhaps unfairly tainted me. But... Um, I'm really looking forward to the other realms. Gur never really did it for me. Um, Gur hasn't really done it for me. I'm hoping that maybe uh, fourth edition, if they move to a different realm. So once, if they move to a different realm and whatever comes of that, are you going to change your lists or anything based on that? I don't know that I would, though... The GHBs, because they tend to be written to emphasize the lore, like the the whole the way that all the G, and the GHBs I think are the primary mechanism for re- really driving that aspect of the game. Because now we were in um, I forget where we were before. Um, 
but we had the you know first we had the monsters then we had the the foot soldiers with the regiments and now we've got uh we had the heroes last turn mm-hmm. or no who we have last it was heroes right yes yeah. it was heroes and now it's and wizards. now we've got the wizards and so they are trying to reflect the nature of the realms through the ghb right okay and so yes i will change my book but more or my list rather but as a result of the rules that right, reflect the realm the lore. yeah okay so uh, that said i'm really yeah. looking forward to um perusing the eight pages of lore that I'm sure will be in the GHB and trying to get a sense of this new frozen realm uh, in which everybody lives. Yeah, actually, reading the lore is pretty cool. I like it. Okay. Uh, Do you have anything that you're lore-wise that you're looking forward to then in the next little bit? Um, No, I think I'm just, you know, reading more about uh, Krondi and Karazai, and then I'll start reading about the others, so... The Harbinger book that's coming, I think, has quite a bit of lore in it. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and give that a read. Plus, we'll put that novel up. And and, and again, it's setting aside time to do that. Because now with the new GHB, new battle plans, new battle tactics, it's like starting to practice from scratch for the tournament in August. So I just really want to get ready for that. And I'm playing David tomorrow. And I'm going to play my list that I'm planning on playing in August and see how it goes and play it four times. I mean, no one's saying you got to sit down and spend eight hours just grinding out lore. But it's, you know, put the battle tome on the bedside table and just read a page before bed every night. Well, the little bit that I read really connected a lot of dots for me. So that was pretty cool. Uh, And so uh, I want to thank Ray for, A, offering or throwing that out as an idea and prompting uh, both of us to do some reading and learning yeah, some so things about you, the Ray. setting that we didn't know yep. and uh, enrich our um, ex- overall game experience. So uh, if, you, if you're not a lore buff out there, folks, you know, give it a whirl. Read, read a little each day. Maybe we could invite a guest who would like to speak about their lore for the list army they're playing. Yeah, we haven't had a guest in a while. I mean, yeah. we had Justin yesterday, but we haven't done like a... Yeah, Double that would guess. be kind of cool. So we'll put it in the chat and see if there's anyone who'd like to come and talk about their lore. Lore junkies that want to yeah. come? I know one lore junkie who probably could recite their whole book and have probably has it all memorized. Who, Mike? Mr. Michael McMullen, yes. <laughs> I love it, I love it. He reads his book, and he said it from front to back, like right away. Yeah, I... I'm not there yet, but we'll see. Okay, sounds uh, good. So we're um, probably going to slow down a bit next week as we try and get some games in, though, again... I don't know. I might be too excited after Monday, and I might want to do another podcast, or I might be so deflated <laughs> that I'll be <laughs> waiting 24 You'll hours. You'll be in a 24 hour, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see okay. how it goes. All right. Um, I was just trying to think. Update. Yes, uh, we are... I think seven downloads away from 3,000. So I want to thank the community for your support. Um, it just, uh, and like support, not just, you know, the stuff we get in the chat group, but from a pure metrics, our retention numbers are phenomenal. Uh, I was looking at our retention numbers that Podbean pr- provides us. And folks keep coming back. Like um, we are in the high 80s. Um, and like 100% for um, July. It's incredible. People are coming back and listening to the stuff. So I'm 
Uh, I'm honored that you take time out of your day when you could be doing a million other things to listen to the podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, we just want to keep cranking content out that you guys want to listen. So keep giving us ideas. We're going to hit Thank three, so four, much. or 5,000. Thank you to our listeners. We really appreciate you listening to us. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And chat with you after I play my game tomorrow. Dudes of Sigmar in and out. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, dudes.